everybody, we're here with another Savage Gentleman podcast. We have a special guest, Will from Black Salt Inc. Black Salt Studio. Black Salt Studio. Yeah, I'm Screw a weirdo up. about using the word ink yeah. or tattoo. Yeah. Because I don't want to sound like a tattoo shop. Ooh, but but you are in fact a tattoo shop. I, it's of a tattoo sorts. establishment that makes art. Ah, see, I like that because yeah. you, you know you're not <laughs> you're not pigeonholing yourself into hey, all I do is scribble ink on people's bodies. Like right. you're a legitimate artist, sure. and I think that is kind of a distinguishing factor in pretty much everything you do. If you guys haven't seen any of his work, um, not to toot your horn here, but it, it's pretty pretty phenomenal thanks man. Um, you know not, i don't want to want to blow up your ego but some of the best work i've i've seen not just not only in tattoos but also other mediums you also yeah are a legitimate artist by trade you 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 do work in paintings and Painting, anything i get my hands on man give me some crayons i'll mess some shit up really <laughs> man uh, we, we've got a lovely chalkboard here nice. if, if you know <laughs> if you just want to scribble some stuff for us while you're at it so um will will's kind of been around for a while we uh how did we link up, actually? Me and you? Yeah, oh I, gosh, I think it was just from your... The first time. Was it Colorado where we met the first time? No, you know what? I believe it was at, at Matt Best's house. Um, oh. We were watching the fights. <laughs> uh, because, because Will Damn. is actually kind of the unofficial or official tattoo I've artist. i stamp. You got the stamp of approval. Yes. He is the <laughs> tattoo artist for... Black Rival Coffee, yes. period. Except yes. no substitutes. <laughs> often imitated, never duplicated. Oh, no, that's, that's actually really cool. I'm really proud of that. Yeah, dude, that's super badass. Because those guys have a lot of ink, so I'm sure they keep yeah. plenty busy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been fun just like hanging out with them and just meeting people like yourself, uh, Vincent, uh, just uh, all over the place, man. It's it's been really cool. Uh, for a while, I kind of stepped back from anything that had to do with the military when I got out. Uh huh. And I just, I don't know, I, I didn't know I was missing the camaraderie until I met you guys. And then it was it, that beehive of ambition and work was there without the BS from the military. You know, yeah, the, which which I imagine that's that's yeah. kind of a plus side. Yeah, so it, it was all the good stuff from the army that I remember was basically meeting you guys. That's what gotcha. felt so good. You know, that's that seems to be a recurring thing theme. Talking to a lot of folks once they get out of the military, yeah. that seems to be the biggest thing that they're missing is that core group of guys that kind of share a common goal mm -hmm. or common ideology. Right when you when you get cast to the four winds back in civilian society. I imagine it can be very hard to rekindle or refine something similar to that. It's, yeah, it's it's really tricky. Uh, civilian life has been an adjustment for me, and some of it I like, some of it I, I really don't. But working with people who have been with the same crap that I've been through, mm -hmm. like you can just tell, like we've we've all had to shovel crap, we've all <laughs> had to pull guard duty in the middle of the night, lost sleep, stood in the rain, all this other miserable crap that a lot of people never experience. Yeah. They never experience missing meals, missing sleep, missing your family, and the gratitude you have when you actually get back to it. You know, that's interesting, because it, it seems as though there's something about like mutual collective suffering <laughs> that 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 builds some of the strongest bonds yes. and and you know I can't speak to what that's like from a military standpoint but I've always but I've been blessed to be within like the the fighting community right and even even through wrestling it was the same idea where you're on the mats you're beating each other up you're suffering you're starving you're you're cutting weight you're doing all these really harsh things 
And it's like these guys become your brothers. Yeah. And so for me, I, I've been fortunate enough to kind of just just have that family just through fighting and training. So mm -hmm. I've never, you know, really had to go through that displacement like, you know, like yourself and other guys. Once they get out of the military, mm -hmm. those guys that you have spent all that time with they're gone right and then so how do you rebuild that and, and it seems as though one of the best ways is finding a new community yes. of you know former prior vets or guys that just are of that similar mindset right it's yeah and they're all out there and they're all looking yeah it's it's something we all have in common at the same time too mm -hmm. you can go to a party and you you'll know maybe a handful of people but for some reason you will click onto that veteran yeah and then all of a sudden you start shooting the shit about randomness. Mm -hmm. It's 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 very very weird. It's magnetic almost. It's cool. It's cool. Well, it, it's it's something that that I've really enjoyed getting to see that being kind of around the the Black Rifle Coffee, mm -hmm. you know, um, community, all the, all the vets that are working here and and being introduced to that. And um, you you mentioned one of the guys, one of the um, vets that you started working with. Vincent or yeah, Rocco, Rocco. Um, and and you guys are now actually sharing a space. Yes. Um, so you've got your studio. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's Throwbacks uh, uh -huh. Barbershop Company. Uh, Rocco's that's his business. He, he he's going to try to put a lot of his other businesses under one umbrella under that building. Oh, really? And yeah, so he's got basically the storefront and everything, and I'm just hitting in the hidden in mm -hmm. the back, which is. The way I prefer things to be. I'm, I'm pretty Kind of a backdoor man. <laughs> I, I like being out of the light. I, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm social, but when I'm working, I really like to just dive into my work. Yeah. And I, I get derailed very easily from my train of thought. Um, so there's no phones. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of people walking through. It's just me, my client, and what I have to do, the task at hand. And, and man you have one of the what i would imagine because i don't have any tattoos but if i were to get a tattoo i think the experience that you provide is it has to be hands down one of the coolest right on. that yeah. i've seen like the way the way that your studio is set up the aesthetic you know i mean it's just it's just an awesome place and so a place that you'd be happy to just hang out yeah and and endure a little bit of pain for a few hours right you know it's just it's just got this great vibe and and for those of you if you haven't seen it um there's probably a few pictures floating around but you kind of <laughs> keep it low-key right you know you want it to be a unique experience for right. your for your customer right yeah well something you have to see by with your own eyes yeah. when you actually get there there's little details that i've put throughout the place that are special for mm -hmm. that client it's 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 all about the experience um I've I've tried to put together something how I would want to get tattooed. Yeah. If I if I were to, to lay out what a dream um appointment would be like. Or in the comfort levels is big too. I run about an eight hour session per person. Wow. And that's the reaction I get. Everybody's like yeah. crap, that's a lot of time. <laughs> you can say fuck it's and, okay. and I understand it's a lot of time, but having you lounging, having uh, a little bit of you know, something to drink and mm -hmm. watching T V and just relaxing in a very quiet atmosphere, the time flies. Yeah. And from my point of view, I I love what I'm doing. So all of a sudden it's seven o'clock at night already and it's like crap. I'm I'm in the middle of a groove here. Right, right. It's work, but at the same time it's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Man, I, I I can really appreciate like the the artistic approach that you look at it that, that you take in this thing, right? It's not just a 
you know, a meat market where you're just bringing people in and out the door, boom, no, boom, boom, shot, no. you know, machine gunning guys in and out, right? It is, it is a full-on experience, um, and, and I think that that speaks to how much, how passionate you are about what you do, yeah. right? And I think that that's something that we're kind of lacking, right? A lot of times with our jobs, we just kind of show up, we punch the clock, you know, we do the bare minimum, and then we, we head at home and, and flip on the TV and hang out, and it's right. really easy I think to fall into that trap, yeah. you know, I've been guilty of it and, and it's something that if you can catch yourself soon enough, you can realize, Oh, wait a minute, I'm going down, I'm going down the wrong path. You know, mm-hmm. you want to know why you're, you've kind of plateaued in life. It's like, well, where's your passion? And if it's not present in what you're doing every single day, then you're going to have a hard time getting out of that slump. You right. know, you got to find that passion. And obviously for you, you know, you're, you're there, you know, you, yeah. that there's, there hasn't been a time that I've come across, you know, meeting with you, seeing you somewhere that you haven't had a smile on your face I and mean, right. you absolutely love what you do and you're in a great spot. And I think that that comes from the level of passion that you have for what you do. Right. And I also think it goes along with what we were talking about a little of making yourself suffer and having to earn certain things, uh-huh. and earn skills, earn your place. And that's, that has a lot of satisfaction to it. And that's when I think goes hand in hand with the passion is that hard work ethic mm-hmm. where you just appreciate where you're at. Yeah. You know what it took to get you there. Yeah. Right. And so you didn't just wake up one morning and, and just, you know, magically have this gift. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 that whole mindset of like with your kids, you don't necessarily just give them that new bike you make them work for right. it right or a new car or whatever yeah. whatever that thing is and yeah sometimes you just give them stuff for whatever sure, but sure. as they get older you teach them that that understanding and value of uh, a good honest day's work right yeah. and i think that that's something that seem we're, we're seemingly missing sometimes mm-hmm. where we just expect everything to be handed to us yeah. because we're just so great right we're just special unique special no- snowflakes, right? <laughs> that, that, that the world should just be handed to us. And I think that often will set us up for failure mm-hmm. um, because our expectations are far, far different from what reality right. is. Like the world doesn't give a shit Not how, how much your mom loves you and thinks mm-hmm. you're awesome, right? What can you do? Yeah. You know? And if you can't do something, that's okay. You know, work harder to get better at it. Yeah. You know, that's it, it's simple, right? Input, output. Yes. What you put in is what you get out. People expect amazing things with minimal effort. Yeah. And the math doesn't make sense. Right, right. And, and you know, sometimes you do stumble into something and, you know, that's great. Mm-hmm. You just you, you just happen upon this thing and it works out awesome for you with, with very little effort. But you can't rely on that. You know, it's in, in fighting, kind of the same thing, right? You... Some fights just go super, super easy, and you're like, mm. huh, well, all right then. Yeah. You know, but there's other fights, man, that, that you think, I, this is going to be a cakewalk, and that guy just pr- proves to be an absolute bastard, mm-hmm. and you're, you're just in a war, right? And so you kind of have to have that mindset of prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. And, and you put in the training and the work on the front end, and if it turns out to be easy, great. But if it doesn't, you're ready and you're prepared. You know, that's kind of the way I, I try to look at things and I try to try to impart that mentality, you know, upon upon anyone if I'm if I'm in an opportunity to teach, mm-hmm. you know, or instruct. It's like, hey, 
maybe it goes great, but maybe it doesn't. What are you going to do if it doesn't? Yeah. You know? Um, I was just I was just this past weekend down teaching some survival stuff to a group of kids and their dads with uh, Order of Man. Nice. And so they have this really cool event called Legacy, and um, I believe it was it was like twenty dads and their kids mm-hmm. and their sons um, out there, and it was it was just a really cool experience to see the dynamics right and see them taking the time to really go out one-on-one and and teach their sons and honestly learn from their sons that was the coolest thing is these guys you could see like the the boys were teaching their dad some lessons and and like the biggest thing i saw were the lines of communication Mm -hmm. opening up where sometimes you know either as sons or as dads there's there's like this weird wall right yeah um, so that was that was really cool, but that was something that I was trying to teach to those guys is like, hey, when you're doing survival stuff, hopefully everything goes super super smooth. But what if it doesn't? Yeah. You got to have some contingency plans, right? You know. So you're you're a father of a handful. How many? You got, I got two. Like, you got two of them. Yeah. Okay. I have an 18 year old boy and a 14 year old girl. Oh man! So you're you're like you're on the oh yeah he you're just, at the finish line, bro. Right? <laughs> he just turned 18. Um, early September and that was that was I don't know I think I just had a mental block in my head and I didn't want to think about it yeah until my wife actually said it out loud and I was like fuck I, <laughs> I have an adult as a child yeah and man it's, it's ooh. how do you so how do you how do you deal with that because I can't see my kids as being anything more than what they are now right the you little know, just dudes. little teeny tiny things little, so like little buddies yep so, so man funny. what do you what do you <clears throat> what do you do in that transition where it's like, hey, you're effectively a grown ass man now? Yeah, I look at the pros and cons. Uh, Facebook does that remember timeline thing. Uh-huh. So an old picture will come up of him, and I remember how he was with his little chubby belly and his big hair <laughs> and stuff. And but then I look at him now. I'm proud of who he is, and he's also I can relax a little bit more and just be a person and yeah. not just be on dad mode all the time. So we're, he's my homie when we go to uh, like metal concerts mm-hmm. or like horror movies or anything that my wife really isn't into. Right. I have like a little partner in crime now and it's, it's, it's really cool to hang out with him. Like his sense of humor is on point and so it's, it's a lot more mature stuff that yeah. I enjoy now. I do miss the little guy. I'm always going to miss the little guy. Yeah. But having him develop into a, a a person is really neat too. Well, and 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 there has to be some sense of pride where you're like, "Okay, man, I must have done something right." Yeah. This guy turned out, you know, everybody loves decent. that dude. You know, you yeah, right, you, you you've got this this son who's capable that, you know, is 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 well loved by, yeah. you know, everyone. So it's like, "Okay, man, you know, yeah, I miss those little those little guy moments, mm-hmm. but somewhere along the line, I must have done a few things right to get him where he is. Yeah. Um, man, what about having a 14 year old daughter? So that, that one terrifying. is the new one. I'm the oldest of three boys. I never had any female cousins that were younger than me. So the little girl stuff totally new when I had a daughter. Yep. And it's still new. Now she's turning into a young woman. She's developing in different kinds of ways. And she went on, on to a dance date thing, and oh, man, I don't know. 
my wife really handles a lot of that stuff and yeah. I'm trying to be as cool as I possibly can be. Yeah. Did you did you do the, you know, gun cleaning cliche thing <laughs> where, where the date comes by or did you have some knives sitting out or I'm I'm trying to be really nice about that and not get aggressive with that stuff mm-hmm. and give people a chance to and she knows me well enough to know that the type of people that set me off. Yeah. Like don't bring some slouchy, meek like cool guy thing going dude i will eat that kid up yeah like look have some respect have mm-hmm. some confidence and speak your mind yeah and uh, you'll be fine with me but it's pretty simple rules man that's not that's, <laughs> you know that's not that's not that's not too unreasonable i know but it's not being taught true it's not being taught to kids these days they they allow them to have their face and phones and not have any social manners yeah social skills it's it online they're having the best time of their life they're super personable in real life they are the dullest person you've seen yeah they they, they do nothing like yeah. there's no interaction there's no engagement i mean you're you're absolutely right they're they're buried in their in their smartphone mm-hmm. and they barely look up to see anything that's going around. And so trying to have a conversation sometimes with, with these kids is like talking to a wall because they actually don't know how to interface yeah. with another human in real life. Right. You know? And so that's, it, it does seem like that there's a, there's a lost skill there where, man, I, 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 and I don't know how we can bring that back necessarily other than I think as parents, we have to, you know, we have to set some boundaries. Be like, right. okay, look, you know, at the dinner table, we're not Absolutely. we're not playing with our phones. You Absolutely. know, and, and and it's certain. Hey, this is family time. We're going to go do this activity. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be Snapchatting your friends the entire time or whatever. I don't even know what the kids do these days. Do they still Snapchat? <laughs> I think I don't know. I've never had one of those, but. In our house, we do at dinner time, no phones. Everybody always eats together. Uh-huh. We watch a movie. I won't hit play until I see four phones on the table. Oh, nice. We're there to watch a movie. Right. We're not there so you can live in your little world. Mm. Or when we go out and I see one of them on the phone too much, I'll text him when they're sitting next to me. Hey, how's it <laughs> hey, going? You going to join up? us? <laughs> like, be yeah. present. Yeah. The phones are great. It's, it's, it's awesome to have, but it's not reality right and that's where we're really straying from and it's it's definitely on the parents people complain about millennials all the time i really don't somebody raised those kids mm-hmm. and allows those kids to be that way they didn't raise themselves yeah in a sense they did because well, they, they don't have a strong parental discipline to <clears throat> guide them yeah teach them you know choice and consequence they just do and it's yeah. it's frustrating for society when they get out and they still have that attitude with them mm-hmm. I, I can't deal man yeah well you know it absolutely is on the parents because it's super easy trust me i know because i've i've had to resort to this you know i'm i'm ashamed to admit but sometimes <clears throat> when you've got a, a little one and you're at a restaurant and they just are inconsolable mm-hmm. you know it's like what do you do either you pack up and leave or you know you let them watch um, man, I don't know. I've, I've wanted to think of a, a cool show off the top of my head, <laughs> and, and nothing comes to mind right now. No, let's see. I was going to say Door to the Explorer, but that's is that dated. still in? Uh, no, not no. so much. You know what's funny is like my daughter watches these shows fairly regularly, and now I'm completely drawing a blank mm-hmm. as to the name of one. PJ Masks, perfect. I don't even know never what that heard is. I know, no. I know. That's okay. It's okay. Like pretty common kid show. Yeah. Right. And sometimes you just got to turn tune that on and give them a little bit mm-hmm. of that time because you know, they're, they're, they're ready to turn into a pumpkin. Right. right. And, and I feel bad for doing that, but you know, as a parent, 
you gotta you gotta kind of juggle. Yeah. Right. This is a tool mm-hmm. like anything else, and if you use it sparingly, I don't see it as a problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's all too easy to just turn the TV on, let the kids get absorbed in that. Right. And yeah, they're occupied, and you can run off and do and take care of the things you need to. But are you really raising that child? Mm-hmm. You know what? What is the what is the quality time that you're spending on the other side, or are you? You know, and that's something that I really try and, and as best as I can. You know, I'm not perfect, certainly, but I try and make it a point of like, okay, no, we're not watching TV. We're not, you know, you're not looking at the phone or the iPad or whatever. Well, actually, we don't even have an iPad for our little one because I just didn't want to, you know, start down that yeah, path. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're 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 going to go upstairs and we're going to break out the dolls and we're going to, you know, dress them up and play or do whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to go outside. We're going to play in the sandbox. We're going to go for a hike or, you know, what I mean, you you have to make that kind of time because it really is super easy just to rely on technology yeah. and let it do all the work. But then you can't be mad at the kid for being completely dependent on, you know, a device for entertainment on the flip side of that that is the time we're living in so mm-hmm. them having the knowledge to navigate and protect themselves and be safe they're in junior high my kids actually they had a class it was internet safety class oh really blew my mind because it's been it's important is, how is that actually a thing yeah it, you're just like what does it's, that even it's mean it's where we live in they showed them how to like monitor email scams and whatnot oh, and just cool. little things and how to be safe online it's very important because yeah. it can lead you down a bad path if you start going down the wrong websites so that's they need to understand how to navigate that because it mm-hmm. is part of life but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be life right Right. Well, and, and, you know, that that goes with a lot of things where you can't just wish these things away and make them disappear. Yeah. Right. Like they th- having a cell phone it's or a here. smartphone it's is here. is just a fact of reality. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that firearms exist, the facts, the fact that alcohol exists, all these things that, you know, can be dangerous mm-hmm. and, and harmful if misused. You can't just, you know, snap your fingers and make them go away. So, OK, with that being said. How do we teach our kids how to use these things properly? Yeah. You know, because um, you can't just plug your ears up and close your eyes and pretend they're not there. Yeah, it just doesn't work that it, way. It's balance with everything. It's balance with having discipline in in in, in anything you do because anything can become an addiction. Yep. Uh, yep. Food, um, the phone, drugs themselves, coffee. People mm-hmm. just can overdo absolutely going to the gym. Yeah. People get yeah. addicted to that stuff to the point that where they start to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. You need a break from everything and learn how to really balance all that stuff out. Yeah. Um, you reminded me of a funny story when you were talking about putting on cartoons when my little guy um, 18 years ago <laughs> It was the Wiggles. I don't know if you remember that. Uh huh. So it was like those Australian dudes. Yeah, they're kind of dressed up in. Yeah, in really kinda, bright, yeah. really loud, catchy little songs. And we had it on DVD and we would pop them in just for a 20 minute break. Mm hmm. But me and my wife never got alone time, so that was our 20-minute yes. break. So we would pop it in, run in with the Wiggles as our soundtrack. Uh-huh. So every time we would hear it now, it's like a little... Like, You're like, hey, mm, hey. sideways glances. A little, like little hot, but <laughs> <laughs> he was so funny because he would slam on the door. What are you guys doing? Hey. Like, I don't know, man. He just had a sixth sense about keeping us apart. Man, you know, it's, that that is interesting because I've heard that from other parents where it's like, every time like without fail if we ever try to have any kind of alone time mm-hmm. right it's They're like, right there bang 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 hey right there they need something we're pretty fortunate <laughs> that that 
well, you know, I don't know if that's a, a boy thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's, you know, hmm. that, that sons typically have a sixth sense because our daughter, she that's doesn't true. she doesn't seem to bug us. You know, it's the same thing. Throw on throw on some cartoons and, you know, start the clock because you only got about 15 <laughs> or 20 minutes before, you know, so it's, like we've gotten really good. We've yeah. got the thing down to a science, right, which, you know. Not not trying to brag, but um, it's efficiency. It, it's efficiency, Get right? Get where you need to be. Yeah, like like <laughs> who has the time, really? You know, you remember when you're when you're younger and you're like, yeah, you know, we'll do this all night thing mm-hmm. and and whatever. And it's like this and bro, that I with the no flowers time. and the lighting. Oh, or what? Man. Nope, yeah. nope. Just throw the laundry aside. Let's get this One, done. One, two, three, go. Here we go. <laughs> right. I'll be interested when when our boy gets a little bit bigger to see if he has that like spidey sense of like, wait, where's mom? Where's that? I, I think that's what I got, it is. I think that's what I think it is. They just the look up and no one's mom. around. Oh, you think it's mom? Maybe. Huh? They, I don't know. Because he the boys tend to be really clingy to sure. their mothers. I, I was really clingy to my mother. Yeah. And it was same thing with him. He just he always liked to be knowing what the hell we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. So, all right. Personal question though: Have you? Did you guys ever get busted? Like full on, like right <sighs> in the middle of the act, just by my daughter. Ah. Uh, a few times. Yikes. And it's it's. You just, it's like reindeer. I mean, I mean, a deer in a headlight type <laughs> right. of thing. You just stop like, huh! and it's get out of here. Yeah. And every, she just, it's like, everybody's wide eyed for just a second. Right. And yeah, so we've, we've definitely burned a few images into her head. Oh no. How, how old? Oh, let me think. I think she was about four or five. Ooh. Enough to understand something weird was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know Some what, I don't know what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're like, huh, that is going to haunt her dreams. And it was just like. Around the corner, just like a little face slowly yeah. peeking around, like she knew something was off, mm-hmm. and then took off running. Uh, <laughs> man, so all right, super super personal. Did you guys finish, or did oh, that kill totally man. kill the mood? I I think we just end up knocking it out real fast. Nice. I mean, you're you're that. already you there, right, right? It's like you know what? <laughs> Let's just go ahead. Man, and especially, I mean. It's it's just a part of life being a parent. You, yeah, just some things. You just... Well, it's it's interesting. You know, I, you bring up a great point. I think that that was a very, I mean, it, it not was still is kind of a very natural thing. Yeah, and so we've we've kind of like made it into this this super dirty secret that yeah. you just don't ever talk about. And and you know, I'm not saying you you, you go down to the you know adult. Yeah. video store and pop in and be like well son here's mm. but you know it, it, again it's something that i think needs to be at some point brought up and talked about yeah. there's probably a better way to doing of doing it having than having them walk in <laughs> but you know that is the opportunity for some sure. kind of a discussion and and you know same thing right you can't just you know bury your head in the sand and pretend like your kid is never going to come across right. any of this stuff and and better to hear and get some information from you yeah. as a parent and a trusted source as opposed to somewhere else but right. often we we kind of lateral that ball and and like ah they'll the schools will teach them or and, and it's like man that's scary in utah they don't right they don't talk about it there's I've, I've, I'd had to have a talk with my son, and then my daughter went through like a maturation class. I think that's what it's okay. called, where they basically explain about what's happening to girl parts sure. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah, they don't talk about anything further, and that's what really surprised me. I, I try to keep it. It's it's a sacred thing for sure. Sure, keep it, but keep it 
is a part of life. Mm-hmm. That's how people are made. Right. You know, like I have baculums in my display case and it, it weirds some people out. They're dick bones. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're like fascinating. You do. Yeah. Yeah. It, I it's, mean, they're funny. Yeah. Wieners are funny. I don't <laughs> care how old you are. Wieners are funny. And to have like a really nice display of them to me cracks me up just because people <laughs> got to ask about it. Like, and then wait, is that? We're gonna is get that in a, a penis. Oh yeah, sure we're gonna, gonna get a weird conversation, yeah. which to me is funny. Making things awkward is funny. I, I I don't try to avoid subjects like that. Like yeah, wieners are kind of necessary as life. Yeah, you, you kind of like have to have them. We we're we're not gonna be we're, around. No, you know no. it's just it's just sex. It it the graphic stuff like especially when we're watching movies with them. That's mm-hmm. what I was always a little bit hesitant about. Yeah. But now it's a little bit older. We've slowly started getting into like innuendo comedy jokes and right. stuff like that. And every now and then I feel a little sweat of bead coming oh down because it, it, they're my children. Sure. But they're also teens now. Mm-hmm. They're going to hear this stuff. They're going to talk about it. So let's just and it, be. And eventually chill with they're it. actually going to be, you know, experimenting with this not stuff. My daughter. I mean, let's not, not my daughter. No, she no. won't. Never, ever. <laughs> I'm going the same of way course, with course, yeah. All that stuff is going to happen. But not happen. until she's 30. So yeah, be fine by of then. course. Yeah. <laughs> no, it. <sighs> It is tough, and I think that there is, you know, something to be said for age appropriateness. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. certain things that that, you know, are just way above their heads, and mm-hmm. you know, I. It seems as though with a lot of um, the information out there, especially at what's being presented by some of the public schools, it it tends to go way one side or way to the other. Right. Where it's like way too much, way too graphic, way too soon. Right. Or they put it off and it's way too late. Right. Yeah. And that's where. Right. That, again, I think that's where it comes down to the parent where you need to have that, um, you know, that 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 decision making process. Right. And, and, and kind of testing the water of where's their level of maturity? What can they comprehend? And and, you know, adjust accordingly. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, I think, I think for myself, like, I think my old man probably went into way too much detail mm-hmm. earlier on than, than I ever needed. Like he was talking about stuff and I was like, bro, I <laughs> <laughs> like, like here's, here's all I need. Like this goes in here. A, slot A and yes, B. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Insert tab A in the slot B. B right. <laughs> and you know, it, later on, some of that, those words of wisdom were like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's what he was talking about. But like, you know, it was it was probably about middle school age yeah. where I was just kind of like, man, girls are cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I like boobs. That was about the the extent <laughs> of like what I could understand, right? And it's like, hey, you need to you need to tell that kid because you never know how far that experimentation yeah. can go, right? And the last thing you want is your twelve year old boy knocking up some girl, and you know, happens. which happens, yeah. You know, so Ugh. so you need to have that talk beforehand. But there's 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 a point where it's like, yeah, that's way over my head, right? So I, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I ended up using like the the movie rating thing mm. to kind of judge what is appropriate at yeah. what age. Uh-huh. And it's helped pretty good as a guideline. Yeah. My daughter, she's, you know, a little bit behind that. We're slowly introducing her into stuff like that. And she's, yeah. she's all about the dirty jokes, man. <laughs> she loves, she like savors it. It was yeah. funny when she was younger. <laughs> If we would like, I we don't. My my wife doesn't like for them to cuss in the house, right, in front of her. And that was the same thing with my mother. Yep. I don't know if it's like a Hispanic thing or whatever, but just no cussing in front of your mother. Mm-hmm. And 
if me and her were talking or we were just messing around and call her a little shit or something, she would repeat it. But her, the way she would justify it is like, she wasn't cussing. She was just repeating what you said. She's like, I'm not a little shit. Yo, but, but she, she would, would like really dig into it. Yeah, yeah like just tell, really just savoring, savoring that uh-huh. word. She mm-hmm. loves to cuss and she loves turning <laughs> jokes. Hey, I, I, I such mean, a funny kid, we, man. I think we kind of all do to some extent. And, and, and I'm with you and, and I don't know what the, if it's cultural, you know, being raised in the South or something that oh, you don't, yeah, you know, yeah. you don't cuss in front of your mom mm-hmm. and, and you know, my mom's been known to let a few good words fly. Mm-hmm. And so as I got, as I became an adult, then, you know, I, I'd say some, some stuff, but just hard, fast, never drop the F bomb. Yeah. Like, but, and I, and same thing, like I noticed with my dad, like both my mom and dad, if, if stuff would happen that, you know, they might, might let a few four letter words out and, you know, my dad on the job working with him. He he just let it go, right? Yeah, if something yeah. got fucked up, he would tell it. He would say it, right? Yeah. But but I cannot remember him ever dropping an f bomb in front of my mom. <laughs> oh yeah, know? yeah. Um, and 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 I think there was a time where I just got gotten back from college, and you know, I was maybe like twenty two, twenty three, and just kind of feeling my oats, and we're we're hanging out, and I and I let one slip, and it was like the record skip. Everyone looked, and I thought, even at twenty three years old, Whoa. I was just waiting for that imminent slap, yeah, you know, yeah. just that backhand. And and the thing is, I was conditioned well enough to know, just purely from the look, hey, you messed up, kid. <laughs> do not do that again. Not here, I was like, huh? Sorry. I mean, it was like it was back like I was, you know, 10 years old again and just learned how to say, damn it. Right. You know, and they're like, what What did you say? say? Yeah. Oh, man. It's looking back. It's freaking hilarious when little kids slip up, though. I I can't remember how old my son was. So funny. Damn. But he like stubbed his toe, hits the ground, grabs his foot. He's like, ah, my fucking foot. (laughs) And me and my wife like giggle stop. And I'm thinking well, that's kind of appropriate, though. Like that yeah, shit at least sucks. You used it the right way. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. No, it was, it was pretty damn funny, man. Yeah, dude. It, it, there's something about you know curse words coming out of a little tiny mouth that is humorous. And and as a parent, you know you don't want to encourage that, right? But it's funny as hell. So you have to like stifle that <laughs> that laughter. And you know, for us, we we try to make a big deal out of it because I think you can actually you know reinforce it by telling them just how awful of a thing it was that they did and now they know like oh, i've got this in my back pocket right. right so it's like we don't brush it off we're like you know we just like yeah actually that's not a very nice word mm-hmm. um here's a better here's a better word for that and you know my daughter's just like oh okay and and for as much cursing as she has she has been around because i brought her here to work for like two years of her life mm-hmm. every day so you can imagine, sure, you know, being around, yeah, she picked <laughs> up on a couple, you know, and people, you know, bless their heart. They, they tried really hard to kind of, uh, muffle that a little sure. bit and, 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 and have a filter, but you hang you're hanging around the guys, you're in the office. I don't expect, you know, I don't, I don't expect going into the gym, being in the locker room and, and be like, Hey guys, you know, cut it out. It's like, it's, it's going to happen. Right. right? So I, I know she's heard plenty of stuff. So the ratio of curse words that she has actually said versus what she's heard, uh, you know, it's not so bad. We'll see when she gets a little bit older. Mm-hmm. She, you know, how much of that starts to how, <laughs> starts to shine through. I'm sure she's probably saving it for kindergarten class. <laughs> you know, 
Um, we, we did we did get phone calls from school. Did you? That's when I has, had to start censoring music. Ooh. I never even thought about that, but he started right? repeating lyrics. Yeah. And that's when uh, everything started to get PG when I was around him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, they're little parrots. Yeah. They, they definitely repeat everything. Yep. Well, and it's, you know, we sometimes we forget because our adult brain, right, we see something and it's relatively minor. You mm-hmm. know, you're just like, oh, yeah, you're watching this movie and this dude killed that dude because that's what happens in yeah. movies. You know, it's an action flick, whatever. Right. But then, you know, we're even even certain Disney Disney movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, violence is yeah. a, a fact of life and death and that sort of thing. And and having seen the movie beforehand, you know, I'm kind of watching out the corner of my eye to see how she's going to react mm-hmm. to this stuff. But you have to you have to teach them these lessons. You have to teach them about things about life and death and good and evil. Yeah. You know, if we if we constantly try and keep them in this bubble, when they do get to the point where they're going to encounter these things, you know, they're going to be grossly unequipped to right. to deal it's a with shock it. yeah it's a shock to have anything just thrown in your face like that i know adults who have a hard time contemplating death yeah of themselves their pets mm-hmm. like they're, they're just in denial about it and i i there's there's undeniable truths in life that i try not to even walk around but embrace and mm-hmm. I, I tell them all the time too like you need to appreciate everything you have on a daily basis because it's going to end yeah it will end i promise i'm not going to be here one day or mom something's going to happen to one of us Mm -hmm. and we have to just appreciate every day as it comes so get off your phone smile a little bit more like quit bickering just enjoy what you got going on and stop being boring (laughs) that's yeah if they're bored i'm like well that means you're a boring person find something to do yeah yeah and don't tell me you're bored because i'm gonna get you to clean yeah i'll find something (laughs) right right yeah no man i think there i think there's like a a catchy i don't know if a t-shirt just a quote or whatever it's like life's too short to be boring it is you know what i mean like it's you're, it's going to be boring if you see it that way. It's all perspective. Yeah. It's such a beautiful gift. And I, I, I want to hopefully see triple digits in my lifetime. I think, I think so. You got it in you. I, I want to see how far we're going to get as far as just my kid, my, of course, personal development, my children, my family and whatnot, but just like just people in general. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fascinating. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. The stuff that we're developing, like the, the, the stuff with, um, Elon Musk that mm-hmm. he's trying to build up. Can you imagine seeing those trains in our lifetime? Oh, man. The ones he's talking about? Yeah. Man, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we, at some point, I think we've become jaded and we lost that sense of wonder mm-hmm. about, you know, advancing in technology. Because there was a point where, you know, there was there was all this futuristic stuff and everyone was so jazzed mm-hmm. up. Like, we were, we were so optimistic about the course of mankind and where we were going. And, man... It seems like within the last decade or even two decades, we've really become very cynical towards you know the progress. And it's like mm-hmm. we made some amazing advances, but we're just focusing on the negative. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, man, you know, SpaceX and 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 all these other crazy things that are happening mm-hmm. that we probably never anticipated or never really could have dreamed about as kids. Are, are now actually coming to fruition yeah. and and here we are pissing and moaning about what this celebrity or this athlete oh, is doing or isn't doing or, or whatever football. and it's like man, man who, who okay yeah that's that's annoying i disagree 
go about your day, like move yeah. on, right? But but let's let's focus on the cool shit that's happening, you know, and then. Even more so, let's focus on what cool shit can I bring to the table? Yeah. You know, you're like, hey, don't be boring. Okay, yeah, do something rad because mm-hmm. we all have the ability to do that. We, we all possess something that will allow us to do cool stuff. I don't care who you are, what your background is. You can do rad shit if you set your mind to right. it. Right. You know? Perspective and mindset is everything. And I want them to understand that they don't have to live in the boundaries that marketing has put us into right. or the way that the, the supposed to's in life. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in those. I think it's, it's this weird abstract borders where you're supposed to go to college, supposed to get a career, supposed to work until you die, supposed to wedding rings and, and do all these like steps right. of, that you're supposed you're to. You're just checking life. boxes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. There really are no, there's not a lot of real rules in no. life. Of course there's laws. Don't break those. But or at as least far just as, don't get caught. <laughs> but as far as like leading your life and guiding it, there's what is success? You know, yeah. What would that's such a an open definition? It's arbitrary, right? It's, it's is it very, money and fame, which is hollow? Mm-hmm. It's I think it's self satisfaction and putting yeah. passion and effort into something you love to do. That is is success to me. Yeah. And that's what I really want to just give my kids before I go. That's what I want to see everybody try to accomplish. I want to see how. Where we get to, there's this thing I heard about there where they tried a first head transplant in England. It wasn't successful, but we're trying that shit. Yeah. This is the very beginnings. Mm-hmm. Can you, like Futurama type of Man. floating heads yeah. in jars? Yeah. Is yeah. that where right. we're going to be? I don't know. Man, who knows? I, I who can't knows? wait. Sign me up. I can't wait when they start going like full on cyborg. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I would love just some like, you know, when, when my body gives out, just, you know, what was it? The, that was the new uh, RoboCop, right? What, what, de- what defines a cyborg? It's a human that's enhanced by any kind of technology, correct? Yeah, I guess so. So in a sense, I mean, like Elon said, this is basically a supplement to our brain. Yeah. I can spell like a son of a bitch with this thing yeah. now. Yep. And in real life, I can't. Right. So it's we're already being enhanced. We're pretty close, yeah. And yeah. as far as like the the... If somebody loses the limbs, the stuff, the the carbon fiber things that mm-hmm. we're coming out with, all that stuff is amazing. Yeah, I, we're going to be pretty amazing in the future too. It's it's crazy where we're going and crazy what people are trying. Yeah, flexible phones and just I, I don't know. I want to I want to see all this crap. I think yeah, and, cool. and 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 I'm kind of with you, man. I, I you know I want to get triple digits as well. Mm-hmm. One because now that I have kids, like I want to experience as much time with them as I yeah. can. You know, yeah. I want to see them grow i want to see grandkids and hell even even great grandkids Mm -hmm. you know if i'm if i'm lucky enough um but i think you know all of that comes from this constant pursuit of fulfillment Mm -hmm. you know what i mean where you're you're talking about the definition of success and to me i think being successful is finding a path and seeking out you know fulfillment in your life whatever that may be because yeah. that's that's a very personal thing mm-hmm. right it's it again it's subjective what you find fulfilling is different than me yeah. and it doesn't has have to fit in this box where you you know you follow this very narrow narrow corridor um of of life choices right of you know going to high school going to college getting married getting the how da 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 so on and so forth right mm-hmm. it's like man this is this is com- completely up for interpretation yeah based off of really whatever brings you joy and and leaves you feeling feeling whole yeah right and that can be whatever the hell it wants to be and i think that's a great lesson to impart upon our children you Mm -hmm. know and it's like hey this is the path that i took 
right? Here it is for whatever it's worth. You can you can follow it. You can imitate it. Or you can completely devi- deviate from it because you realize some inherent flaws in the choices that I made, and you can yeah. make better choices. That's my goal. Yeah. I, I want my kids to just make better choices than what I made. Like, hey, I'm an open book. You know, These are the things that I did, putting it all out there. This is where and how I ended up. Mm-hmm. If you want to do better, then – here that you know, hopefully I, I equip you with the skills in order to do that. Yeah. But that's you know, I think as parents, that's kind of what we're striving mm-hmm. for is instilling, imparting some kind of knowledge into our offspring to make them better as humans overall. Right. And having children is definitely made me look at myself and my actions and my thoughts a lot li- differently too. Oh yeah. Because I've noticed that the little things that they do that upsets me or drives me crazy or them getting in trouble in one way or another is probably a reflection of something I've done in the past. Yep. If, you know, if I've thrown a, a temper tantrum mm-hmm. over something that's upset me and then I see them throwing it in the same way, I'm the one that just laid that out. Yeah. Now I have to undo that within myself first, mm-hmm. be the example and talk to them about it. And it, it's helped me adjust a lot. And I think I want to, I want to show them what it's like to really just have a freaking I, my life isn't super awesome. I know some people that have awesome lives, and I, I'm I'm trying to imitate them. Yep. And hopefully they they understand that too. Like mm-hmm. follow follow who you think is freaking awesome. Whatever yeah. they're doing, try to copy that. You'll probably end up with similar results. Yeah. It's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. You know that, and that's the thing. You know, sometimes you can say that, you know, comparison is a thief of joy, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between comparison and then seeing other people and and just getting ideas like. You know what? I would have never thought to pursue that, but that looks awesome. I'm going to give it a shot. You know, there's a difference between, you know, deriving inspiration from things that other people are doing. And that's actually where these devices can be handy mm-hmm. because it gives you access oh, to man. so much stuff beyond what you would normally encounter mm-hmm. were it not for this technology. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think there there's good and bad to that, just like everything, right? Use in moderation. Mm-hmm. Right. And make make good decisions about it. But, yeah, I think it's a powerful, powerful tool where, you know, had I not been introduced to the guys here at Black Rifle and Ready Man and, and this core group of people, I would have I would have never dreamed about starting a company. Right. You know, but seeing these guys and kind of seeing the process. Right. And and, and kind of through osmosis. Right. Picking mm-hmm. up on some things. It's like, yeah, you know what? I want to emulate what what Evan and Matt are doing. Yep. I want to emulate what these guys are putting together and creating, you know, you look at Rocco, it's like, yeah, man, that guy's killing it right He's now. He's all over the place, right? Man. He's awesome. You know, and, and, and you know, the, it, there's a reason that these guys got to where mm-hmm. they were. It wasn't by luck. It wasn't just because, you know, they fell into something. Like, these dudes worked their asses yeah. off, had some some talent, and where they didn't have talent, they worked to cultivate mm-hmm. that, right? And now... However many years later, they're starting to to see the fruits of their labor. Yeah, you it's, know, and that's that kind of comes back to surrounding yourself again with mm-hmm. with with people. You know, and if you can't surround them, follow them, draw inspiration from them. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be a bad motherfucker, surround yourself with bad motherfuckers, not chumps. It, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty simple, math, simple, right? Simple math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we all, we always talk about how you know a rising tide will lift all boats, mm-hmm. right? And so like. For me, seeing all my buddies be successful, you know, that 
that one gives me inspiration mm -hmm. and then and then two there there is some you know trickle down of that because we're all working together mm -hmm. you know your friends your core group of guys you know we're all kind of collaborating because we want to see each other succeed right. so everyone were you know kind of reaps the benefits to right. some extent right and so the idea of like i'm just going to go and go it alone and, and you know just be this lone wolf and and crush it by myself man i just is it is it possible maybe I don't know. I've yet to see that happen. Every successful person that I have encountered has a, a very strong network. Yeah. You know, and they have that community. They have that that group that they can lean on and fall back on and, and talk to and draw inspiration from. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I think that that's an important aspect as well kind of bringing it full circle where you're talking about transitioning from the military yep. and bringing back it's like hey we need that camaraderie we need that group of folks mm -hmm. to to lean on to build upon and to to grow from yeah you're yeah you're only as slow as your slowest guy right and it shouldn't that's what was weird about living in civilians with was in the civilian world was like the mentality is just a little bit different where mm -hmm. it's a little bit more of, of the self where if i'm doing good you know, I, I hope you do well, but I'm really going to just focus on me. Yeah. And then the flip side of it, it's it's supposed to be a team effort. If I'm doing well, I see you're not doing well. I'm going to try to help you out a yeah. little bit because I know one day I'm going to be down. I may need a little help, too. Uh huh. So it's just a push and pull with everybody involved. Yeah. And it's just a constant growth at that point. And it's it's really it's great when you're in that groove. Yeah. And it's it sucks when it's being forced. Right. When it's it, when there's an imbalance in that, mm -hmm. when you know, people are, want to be pushed and pulled and don't do any of the work themselves. Yeah. But. And that's, I mean, and, and that's the hard part because there are those folks that, that just want everything mm -hmm. laid out before them and, you know, they don't want to put the work in, but different backgrounds, different yeah, perspectives, yeah. different raising, there's different reasons for everything. Sure. And you just have to kind of cluster with whom you are comfortable with and whom you kind of just really click with immediately. Yeah. And you feel it right away too. Oh, yeah. It's it's such a weird thing like human energy. Mm -hmm. It's I, I truly believe in that stuff. You can feel your spider sense tingle when there's like a dirt bag around yeah, you. Yeah, you're just or like, when yeah, there's fuck some, that guy. Right. Or you meet somebody like, damn, that motherfucker was cool. Dude. Legit. Yeah, I would yeah, yeah. really like to spend mm -hmm. more time with that person. Right. It's just it's I don't it's like well, a magnetism. Well, thing. I, you know, I think that that's an instinctive thing, right? Because we we are very tribal, mm -hmm. right? That's how we got to where we are today in evolution, right, is this tribe mentality, and that can be a great thing. It can also lead us down a really, really bad path, you know, and, and, and we've seen that throughout history yeah. where we cling so tightly to, you know, this tribal mentality, this ideology, and that it takes us, you know, we, we stop looking around at the big picture, right? Mm -hmm. We're just like, no, this is my tribe, this is what they said, this is what I'm gonna follow, right? Uh, so, so again, it's, it's all about balance, yeah. but, Finding that tribe is incredibly important, and if we can have the mentality of, hey, once we get that tribe, if you're in my tribe and, and you're not doing well, I'm going to do everything I can to bring you up to speed, right? right? You know, I, I mean, I think, the, I think the world would be a much better place mm -hmm. because eventually that, that would spread out, right, to where we all end up rising together mm -hmm. you know not not collectively as one whole unit it's okay that we have some differing tribes yeah right that we don't have to go to war with the other tribes but you know you've got your clique you've got your group you know find those individuals and and constantly strive to improve that man and i think we we'd all be in a great place right there's there's a lot of people who who i guess have more of a sheep mentality 
where they just they like the guidelines they like being kind of told what's right and wrong mm-hmm. and then you'll have those goats that are within the sheep that rebel i think when those goats get together and make their own little tribe that's when it gets pretty gnarly man yeah. that's when like you have all these free thinkers and rebellious minds just having the ambition to do something different yeah that's when it becomes special Well, that's how progress happens yeah right you know i mean the, the status quo nothing ever really happens you need these people that are that are strong-willed enough to step outside and you know they see something that isn't quite right you're like you know what i think we can do we we can make this better mm-hmm. all right guys huddle up you know what i mean yeah. and then and then and then off they go and then boom here here comes this new innovation or this new ideology that that advances you know the human condition mm-hmm. right and so i think we have to keep with that and again we were talking about the future and and how exciting it is to see how we're all going to develop i think we we as parents need to be instilling our kids with that mentality, with that ability, Mm -hmm. right? Of like, Hey, you don't have to follow this set path. You know, if you see something that, that isn't just quite jiving, Mm -hmm. then don't do that. Find a better way, you know? And I think that that's going to keep, keep us marching forward because the alternative is we crash and burn, you know what I mean? And like, like many other species, we just kind of, you know, solely kill ourselves off for whatever reason right and you know maybe that's an inevitable truth i Mm -hmm. don't know i mean you're talking about life and death was you know everything has its time place cycles right but man i i I don't know i'm not ready to phone it in yet our time here on this planet till we completely use it up and hopefully by then man we'll be we'll be colonizing other planets and you know all kinds of rad shit that'd be crazy man hanging out in space doing some stuff in zero gravity (laughs) who knows man who knows what we're gonna discover yeah i i know this little bubble that we have on earth is is gonna end probably not in our lifetime i don't know if we're gonna be back for another round to check it out to see what's going on but man who knows who who knows how long this is gonna last i just know uh, my personal lifetime is just a speck sure. compared to the time and space of mm-hmm. the universe. We're just dust with huge egos. <laughs> and right. I'm just trying to enjoy this little gap of reality that I, I, I'm conscious to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's that's really all you can do because you don't know what came before and you don't you know, 100% mm-hmm. know what's going to come after. All you have is this period of time where I'm conscious and experiencing this. And so, you know... While you're there, you might as well get the most out of it, right? Yeah. You know, enjoy it as much as you can and make as, as much of a lasting impact as yeah. you can. And aside from that, man, I, that's that's pretty much all you can do. It makes me sad to listen to people who are not enjoying their present mm-hmm. but think that the future is better or think that a different place or time would be better. Right. Where they, they're constantly daydreaming about a different life. Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to happen. No. Just the burst that bubble, deal with all the bullshit that's in part of reality and just live, enjoy and just be. Yeah. And the problems that are going on with like that we're concentrating on, like the gender thing, the politics thing, the all these little things that really could be put aside and we can concentrate on real problems, poverty, food, you know, DMO stuff, like mm-hmm. things that are actually affecting real life. I think I, I I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but it's like I just think we have too much time on our hands. Yes, 100%. If we were back in the Stone Age and our goal was to find food or else our tribe is going to die. You don't have time to worry about that shit. Yeah, you don't you don't right. care what pronoun this person is exactly. using. You yeah. don't you don't care, you know, <clears throat> what they're into, what their interests mm-hmm. are, you know. None of that matters. It's like, "Hey, 
Are you a good hunter? Great. We need you. We got to go get food. Like, oh, are you a good gatherer? Yeah. Awesome. Well, then you're picking yeah. berries or whatever, whatever you bring to the table, right? Then that's what you're going to yeah. do. I don't, I don't care about the rest of it. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? If, if you fell in love with a tree, that's great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> go kiss the tree goodbye because now we're going we got hunting. got shit to do or people are going to die. Yeah. And it's, I think things are too comfortable. Mm -hmm. Things are too easy to, to be above water where yep. you just have like a simple job. You can have food and shelter and a lot of time to think. Yeah. Find something, find purpose, mm -hmm. find passion and do it seek. Don't wait. Yeah. And people are just in this weird limbo of living in, in the phone or dreaming about how it's going to be when they retire. Like the journey's right now. Yeah. Yeah, and enjoy every moment every because you don't know day. that that retirement day may never come for yeah. you. You know, that's a, that's a very real possibility. So there's no sense. It's funny because my wife is – she's a great planner, mm -hmm. right? So she's also always looking ahead, and she's one of those people that will buy all the Christmas gifts mm -hmm. in, like, June. Okay. But then at the same time, she's like, man, life's too short, Right who knows what could happen between now and Christmas. And then she'll end up like giving me stuff like a week after she buys it. And I'm like, that was supposed to be Christmas. She's like, yeah, well I, you know, you could die tomorrow. So here, enjoy it. And I'm like, mm, thanks, I guess you still have to wait for Christmas. I'm not yeah. playing that game. Plan. I, you know, I never planned to move to Utah. Mm -hmm. I never planned to be a tattoo artist. I, th I've just kind of been rolling with the way life develops. Yeah. I think for you to, believe that the universe is going to fold to your plans and goals is just you're you're delusional yeah no it's an, an, it, to me that's insanity right you know i mean that's just that's just at at its best wishful thinking it is and if you just kind of accept life as it develops things happen when they need to not mm -hmm. when you want them to yeah and i had the opportunity to start an apprenticeship for tattooing which was something i thought i would never do mm -hmm. i loved arts and i've been doing art since i was five but my parents really it's not a career. It's not right. a job. You, sure. you, you, you can't make a living doing yep. art. You have to work with your hands. You have mm -hmm. to work hard, be kind of miserable, go home and do it again five days a week. Yep. That's a job. Mm -hmm. So, And if you're not doing that, you're not working hard You're not enough. working. Yeah, you're I not know. supposed to enjoy work. Right, right. I love my I, job. Yeah. And then Utah was the same thing. It just, I kept getting messages. You need to move to Salt Lake City. It was like three separate sources in a week mm -hmm. mentioned Salt Lake City. And that's when I was like, I need to stop fighting the tide. And just roll with it. Just, yeah. Just how it develops. Just, just go with it. Doors open. Walk through. Don't mm -hmm. hesitate. Don't yep. be scared. Just yeah. Do it. Man, I, I'm 100% with you on that. You know, for for me, it, kind of the same thing, right? Fighting was was is not a career. Mm -hmm. Like fighting, it's a hobby. It's a, it's an activity. You know. So for my parents, they're like, yeah, you know, that's cool. That's really impressive that you're doing that. But you know, when are you gonna get a real job? A real job. You know. And it's like, well. <laughs> Uh, you know, you got a teaching degree. Why don't you go be a teacher? And it's like, well, I I've got the rest of my life that mm. I can do that, but I only have this small window that I can compete and I want to get the most right. out of that and see where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that ultimately led me here to Salt Lake, led me to get introduced to the people that I've met, you know, like yourself and, and everyone else here in this building. And now that gave me the opportunity to develop Savage Gentleman with Matt. Mm -hmm. And now this is where we are, right? And if I had diverged from that, who knows that place where I would be, right? Mm -hmm. But it all came from the mindset of saying yes to stuff, right? Right? Opportunity, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And almost, almost without thinking, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I wouldn't say that that's, that's always the best course. It's just like, yep, 
blindly do things, but you know, I try not to think too much about it Mm because you can easily talk yourself out of some amazing opportunities. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard to do. Be like, well, man, that would be cool, but I've got this, 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 Mm -hmm. this, 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 and this. Sorry, I can't. And it's like, okay, is this is this feasible? Yes. Okay, great. And then you know what I mean? I'll work out the details. I'll figure everything else out later, Mm -hmm. right? But but I'm committed. Yes, I'm doing this. And for me, man, I don't know. That's worked out pretty well. Seems like it's worked out pretty well for you. It it did. It, well, in 2012, the year of change with the Aztec calendar, I had a strong fuck it mentality, but not in the bad way. Yeah. It's like when stuff would come up, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Do it. Whatever opportunities came up, art shows, a contest, whatever, mm-hmm. it's fuck it. Let's just do it. You get invited to a certain thing. I don't like really socializing with people I don't know because I get really weird and uncomfortable mm-hmm. for my social anxiety. Fuck it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Why not? And I'm getting, I'm slowly getting back into that. Yeah. this year and it's it's been feeling really good man yeah well it, and again it's easy to to let fear stand in the way right mm-hmm. because there's a lot that can go wrong when when you're doing stuff right when you step out in the unknown you know what i mean like like things can go can go poorly or right awesome or amazing <laughs> and so it, it, it's up to us to choose which one we're going to focus on right. right and if you let that fear just kind of you know paralyze you you're never going to do anything different than what you are. You know, you, you, you get in this little comfortable rhythm, right? Just like you were talking about, you work five days a week, you know, you do this job and you hate it. It's miserable, but you know, you're getting by. So Mm. you just continue to do that. And sometimes you have to, but I I think at the same time, man, there should be gears turning where Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this is a temporary state because as soon as that next opportunity comes, you know, whether, whether I'm ready for it, whether it's comfortable, whether it's easy, fuck it, I'm taking it, you know? And I, and I think that that's, that's a mentality that, that we should try to adopt and implement as much as we possibly Mm -hmm. can. To be stoic, they encourage you for like a week out of the year to live in really crappy clothing, eat rice and beans for every meal, to just suffer, yeah. to just put yourself in a different state of mind, to just throw your entire game off. Mm-hmm. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Comfort is is the death of progress mm-hmm. in any kind of way. Even if it's miserable comfort, people will not change because yeah. they think it's going to be worse. Right it's this thing is too short to not take chances yeah well some you got you got to see the other side right you got to see the the opposite end of the end of the pendulum mm-hmm. right to swing it back mm-hmm. into the positive and so well even a negative can be swung in your head to a positive what did sure. i learn from this mm-hmm. what what can i take from this entire situation even if it's something you fucked up in okay let me adjust my mentality and mind thinking so that won't happen again or let me not be like that person or let's what can i do to prevent this from happening again there's there can be positives in everything man i've i've learned more from getting my ass kicked in a fight than i ever have from from the fights that i've won Mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's something about getting your face caved in for 25 minutes where you're like I need to rethink some of my life decisions here. Like, <laughs> how I, did I get here? Wait a minute. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and how can I not be here again? Yeah. It's like, okay, I thought I was pretty badass. I guess I got some shit I need to work mm-hmm. on, you know? And, and you have to face that truth, right? But again, unless you step into the cage, unless you venture out into that unknown, you're never going to figure those things out. So. And then you live through it and you're like, you know, it wasn't you're that like, bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I got a couple of scars mm-hmm. and, you know. Aside from that, it's like, well, like everybody should get punched day. in the face at least once. 
because it, it sucks, but you'll live. Yeah, you're not made out of glass. Yeah, and then in the future, you're like, you know what? This motherfucker punches me, I'm punching him back harder. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I think we're just about out of time. Man, I, cool. I honestly, I'd love to keep you here. and We could chat about this all day. Cause, and that's why I was really wanting to have you on the show because I know you're, well, you're really you. deep. You know what I mean? Really thoughtful guy. You've got some unique perspective on things. And, yeah, you're a, you're a tattoo artist. But I didn't really want to – I wasn't bringing you on for that because mm-hmm. it's just like, man, you've got this, this really cool way of looking at things that I dig and, and really wanted to share that with well, everyone. Thanks, man. I appreciate you know? that. Um, so, Will, really appreciate you coming on. Where can people find you if they want to check out some of your work or just reach out and touch you? So Not I, touch you, but get in touch with you. I, I operate and own Black Salt Studio. You can reach me through social media mostly. It's uh, – Facebook, it's uh, Will XX Tattoos on Instagram. It's Will underscore XX. Everything is done through social media for me. Uh, the studio is kind of private, so I try not to encourage people to just pop in. Yeah. But I am easy to get to. You just got to keep trying. Yeah. And, and I also, also know that I'm an introvert, so I tend to hide a little bit. So be patient. So Yeah, yeah. patience, please. And, and, and realize that the juice is worth the squeeze. Like, <laughs> like trust me, if, if you're looking to get some work done by this guy, it may be a while before he gets to you but he will get to you and you're gonna love it i try to do my best to respond to absolutely everybody awesome awesome Awesome. well thanks for coming out again man absolute pleasure thank you matt uh, appreciate that strong work matt winslow he's been silent because we had some audio issues but we're we're getting it we're getting this thing better every time so eventually man this thing is going to be top notch we're going to be yeah it's a lot of fun thanks buddy we'll appreciate it yeah cut